0: Hi guys, welcome to the Holy Grail podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I'd just like to thank you for tuning in. Your ongoing support is what allows us to keep making and gradually improving our podcast. It would be a huge help if you were able to give us a like and a follow at the Holy Grail podcast on both Facebook and Insta, click subscribe and maybe even leave a review on Spotify and Apple Music and share an episode with a mate who you think might enjoy having a listen as well. That would be so greatly appreciated. If you keep getting around us, then we can keep getting around you and staying in your ears. It's a bit weird, but it's all right. All right. Thanks, guys. Let's go. The Holy Grail Podcast.
1: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Possibly. Ah, it doesn't matter. You're listening to the Holy Grail podcast once again. And boy oh boy, do we have an absolute cracker for you ladies and gents. That's right. I'm joined by my good friend Door Tom, and my name is Parker Parks. Great to hear you again, Tom. Um, yeah, it's great to be back on. I'm loving the I'm loving that we're getting this a little
0: bit more sort of routine, you know pumping out a few more episodes doing two this week obviously with the huge prelims um coming up so this is the pre prelims preview yeah and i was very very lucky during the week to um have a chat to matt flynn up and coming um gws ruckman and the favorite son of narandra so it was awesome with his time and had a great chat so you've all got that to look forward to yeah well you did just let the cat out of
1: the bag we I had this little <laughs> spiel ready to go to kind of just oh, lead it in, oh, but that's, that's okay, we'll roll with it anyway. <laughs> that's all right, roll with it anyway. <laughs> well, this episode is by definition going to light the world up. We have reached new heights <laughs> and we cannot stress this enough, we are basically famous now. If someone could pull up the def- definition of famous, you'd see a rather odd way of spelling Dorian Parks, don't you reckon, but trust me, it's correct. Uh, but before we get too carried away, let's discuss why we're all here. Finals, footy, in both codes. We are spoilt for choice now. Yes, that's right. NRL is peaking yet again with finals starting tomorrow night and AFL entering the preliminary finals. Some big games over the next few days and Tom and I are going to break them down for you. Plus, we have a special guest, cats out of the bag, featuring later in the show that I think is going to be an absolute crowd favorite for the listeners of the Holy Grail podcast. Tom, this episode is set to be an absolute humdinger, but first, how's your ice-cold Oprah Timfrey? Um, my ice-cold Oprah,
0: well, bodily, is um, <laughs> really quite good, really quite good. I've uh, gone with the gone with the to Pale Ale, I gave him a shout-out last step. Yeah, yeah. Um, they keep getting the job done for me, which is good, and I tell you what, you've put some pressure on us here, Parks, because you've... Uh, You've set the bar high, saying yeah. it's going to be an absolute humdinger. So yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, well,
0: hopefully, hopefully we we'll land somewhere near the mark.
1: Would you expect anything different? Let's be honest. This is the Holy Grail podcast we're talking about. So it is, it um, is.
0: Um, I do have Matt Flynn on record saying yeah. that he would rather be on the Holy Grail podcast than Dylan Friends. So yeah. Yeah. look, that's something. That's something for you all to look look forward to. So yeah, just
1: to ponder on as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? It, why are you listening to the Dylan Fred podcast nah I'm sorry <laughs> um, yeah no I've got my, my staple in, in tinnies back again Tom uh, yep I like it absolutely like delicious it. beer I do like the Yenda Palo I'll, I'll get around that but um, next week we're going to have to have a different beer to trial I think um, we'll give it a crack and let you know how it goes yeah I do have a few um What's it say? I think it's Gipps
0: Street Brewery or something. Stomping ground is what's on. So a couple of pale ales there in a green, green box with a few green tins. So I might try them out. Get them nice and cold and lovely. Give them a little try. Lovely. Well, um, you wanna you wanna flip the show on its head? I do. Uh, I do. This completely. time around, parks.
1: Um, people have been telling me that we haven't been listening. Um, we haven't been honouring the rugby league fans. Rug the um, leg. Rug leg, uh, as they would say, because <laughs> they've got no teeth. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, so we're going to flip the show on its head this week, and we're actually going to start with NRL. Um, so those guys don't get too bored waiting for AFL to be finished. So, um, firstly, finals footies here. Finally, like I said, it went eight weeks too long, don't you reckon, Tom?
0: Oh, I think it might have been 12 weeks too long, but we've got something to tune into when yep. the AFL is not on. So that's awesome. Well, yeah, that that's is awesome true. It's awesome news for the NRL.
1: That is true. What what <laughs> day, So we've got a, a Friday, Saturday night game in the AFL and we've got... Yep. And then Friday,
0: Saturday evening, the yep. twilight, yep. Uh, Saturday night and Sunday, I believe, in yep. the NRL. Yep. So,
1: yeah, well, um, I suppose there are, it's probably, to be honest, we're probably starting off with the second most exciting game for the round uh the storm versus sea eagles uh, i
0: reckon this is my pick i think this will be the game of the round yeah um i think these two teams are very evenly poised at the moment yep and look turbo is we've discussed it but and everyone has i mean yeah to have a two-minute listen to the Hello Sport podcast and it's just turbo, turbo, turbo. But for good reason. That man is absolutely unbelievable at the yeah, moment.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: possibly the most dominant rugby league player that I've ever seen, just like in sheer the way that he's dominating the game. Yeah, exactly. um, and the position he's playing too with his yep, size. Yep. And so I think that mainly. Might be a really good shot at knocking off the storm here. The storm aren't in super crash hot form, so yep.
1: look, who knows? It's it's one of those ones that um, you know, like nine times out of ten, you'd probably think, ah, I think the storm are probably going to trounce them fairly easily. And and notice too, Cameron Munster's been named as well. Yeah, sure what we'll be unsure uh, whether he's going to be playing as well. So that's a a bit of oh a, 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 a for. Uh, manly, oh, but for sure, for sure. When, when you've got Jason Saab on on that left wing there, and uh, yep. Tom Javoyevich playing fullback, anything's possible. And as much as I don't like him, DCE is a bloody good playmaker, and uh, he he's been the captain of the Maroons for a reason for a fair while now. So um, yeah, so um, I, I think you can't you can't write him off at all. That Seagulls
0: attack has been, it's just been clicking really, really well. For the Storm, Munster coming back in, clearly huge. On his day, well, before Trevojevic's season, um, so far, like at the start of the season, you would have said that Munster is one of the most influential players in the competition. Um, So him being back is huge. They're still missing um, Josh Adokar out in the wing. Yep. I think his hammy's is still not quite right. And they don't want to risk him first first week of finals. So yep. he gets an extra one. But the likes, I haven't seen much of Isaac Loomy Loomy. He's got a cool name, but I think he's only played a couple of, um, a couple of games. And George Jennings is okay as a winger, but... He's a bit of a journeyman. He's been to about eight different clubs and hasn't really nailed down a spot yet. Yeah. So, if the likes of Trevojevic and Saab and uh, Ruben Garrett can get on the outside, yep. I think the Storm can be, like, could possibly leak some points, but it's still the Melbourne Storm and they still just seem to find a way to win yeah, more exactly often than right.
1: not. Um, not a mutual ground, uh, t- sorry, it is a mutual ground uh, to be played at too, which... um. You know, couple of games at Mackay, is that right? Oh, no, this one's at Sunny Coast, Sunny Coast Stadium. Uh, Townsville. Townsville and, and Rocky. Rockhampton. Interesting. That's huge. Not, nothing, that, Going nothing in around. Oh, I suppose Brisbane's in lockdown, hey?
0: I don't know. I hmm. can't keep up. I think they're right. They might just be saving it for a doubleheader next Possibly, yeah. Eight, maybe. Saving I don't know. A bit. But, um, yeah, so who you got in this one? So, who do you... Who's your players to watch in this one? It's probably so, pretty obvious, but...
1: I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, Turbo is my player to watch. Um, but having said that, Pappenhausen is playing the fullback. He's been named there. Um, with Nico Hines playing 17 off the bench. So yep. you've probably got the the best player to ever come off the bench <laughs> sitting there. Like he, He's had an yeah, absolute... He has been he very, very good this year. year. Um, yep. And so... You know, i I think the the ones to look out of too are the both both the fullbacks, but um, Cam Munster, see what kind of form he's in, uh, coming back, um, yeah, I, look, I'm not, I'm not the 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 NRL brain, <laughs> but I know, I know that uh, if you're gonna stop Storm, you've got to stop that that playmaking out of Cam Munster. So, um, oh yeah, for
0: sure, for sure, yeah. it's um. I mean it's hardly groundbreaking journalism To say that the battle between the two fullbacks Will decide a fair bit Yeah
1: exactly right <laughs> it's,
0: And you can't imagine that Turbo will have a bad game So no. Pappenhausen found a bit of form last week Scored a treble I think Went yeah. over three times yep. um, And so if he can sort of come in If he can take that form into this game yep. Give Storm a real chance If he's off again though Yeah It'll be an interesting one. I've got, I'm back in the manly for this one.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to join you because I would, Okay. I would love to see the sea Eagles push the storm over. That'd make the, that'd make the final series very interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. If the storm. Yeah. It through, would
0: genuinely break it right open. Yeah.
1: If the storm get through, you know, I'm still seeing purple and pink in the granny at, at, at this stage. We don't
0: want it. No, no. don't want the purple and pink. Um, um Alright, excellent Next game is Roosters and Titans Now the Titans managed to squeeze into the 8 yep. With a really good performance All weird against the Warriors um, yep. Last week But you can only beat whoever's put in front of you Exactly right But the Roosters are coming off a pretty solid win Against the Green Machine last week as well So yep. Not to yeah. mention
1: a couple of big ins this week as well Yeah uh, with William big and ins. and Radley being the key ones there uh, coming back yep. in, so um, yeah, look, I, I I think that the Roosters are way too good for the Titans, and I think yep. it's going to be proved on Saturday evening. I like that evening slot that you can like I can watch this game yep. and go roll straight into the AFL as well. So yep. I'm a big fan 100%. of this, this time slot, and as much as I'd probably like it to be the Panthers-Rabbits playing at that time slot, it's uh, it's not a bad game to watch. No, nah, no, nah, this would
0: be a decent matchup. But, yep. like, even with all their injuries, the Roosters have just kept looking good, kept looking solid the whole way through. So, yep. it's hard to see... The Titans have done well to sneak into that eighth spot. Yep. But they just... They don't really... Like, they've got a solid team. They're full of decent... Footballers yeah. um, Big Tino Mo awaker Are really coming through As um, Some dangerous forwards yeah. um, Jared Wallace And Kevin Proctor Have been good For a long time And Tyrone Peachy Is your six Isn't I mean he can be If he's on his day Yeah um, Young Jaden Campbell Son of Preston Campbell um, He Played really well Last week Scored a Couple of tries And is just Quick but he's just so little as well. He's only an 18, 19-year-old. So yeah, yep. when he's at fullback, um, yeah, he's he has played well against weaker teams. But I just, it's really hard to see yep. this young, inexperienced Titans team getting up and over.
1: Yeah, I Bruce, agree. just would thought. I just read something too. So David Fafita's yep. been named on the bench as he has been for the last six games. Um, yep. Sorry, six of the last seven games. Um, yep. he, he requires like a, a painkilling injection into his ribs on Saturday prior to taking to the field uh, like he has for the last four weeks had to do that. So I don't like his chances of seeing any sort of green turf, um, <laughs> which is a massive that sounds extremely painful (laughs) oh that is seriously
0: i've have you ever broken ribs or anything parks yeah i
1: have broken ribs before it's extremely uncomfortable it's not not a not a super painful injury but it's just super uncomfortable it's not nice Um, i've had a bit of bloody
0: cartilage bruising or whatever like literally nothing yep and it still seriously knocks you around yeah just awful
1: just so many Um, positions are just Uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> everything hurts, and I imagine if you're running into the likes of Radley and Warrior Hargraves. yeah, that's not. It's um, that's not. Yeah, ideal. probably not ideal. No. Nah. Anyway, interesting. I think, I think this.
1: Interesting to name him on the interchange though, rather than the reserves, and and not just bring someone in. Uh, well, if you, he has like been. Like they've even spoke about how he's literally just going to be sitting on the bench like he has been for the last six, six of the yeah, seven games. Hard. So. It kind of just seems like they're just persisting with it, seeing how he feels, but he hasn't been yeah. coming through. And, like, to me, you know, bruised ribs that you're just trying to get through with a pain-killing injection is just not right. And it's not fair on the athlete either. Like, he
0: they've should been, be recovering. They've been trying that. to use him. Yeah, they've been trying to use him as that impact player. Mm. And I think, ideally, if they were in a spot like, say, the Eels were, who finished this season terribly, but. They were in a really good spot early in the season, so they could sort of, they were allowed to taper off at the end of the year. Yeah. He probably would have missed a few games, but I think just with the Titans trying to get, trying to scrape into finals for the last, you know, six rounds or whatever. Yep. They've just got there, but yeah, interesting to see because he's a really important player and at his best. Very good. Like seriously dominant. Seriously dominant.
1: Um, Who's your key player here, Tom? Um,
0: Oh. Gee, do you look past Tedesco? Yeah, look, maybe like obvious choice. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm. God, um, we're abs- we're bloody experts. Just beat well, this. I'm going to go with. For every um, team. I'm
1: going to go with Victor Radley coming back in. I think that yeah. that kid has just so much get up and kill about him. Yeah, I love it. It's just whether it's just whether,
0: he's, it's he's just whether he can, just whether he can sort of keep that or like channel it in the right way and yeah, not, not do those not hit someone stupid Yep. Yeah yep. He's uh, um, But he's actually like, He's an
1: intimidation factor He's not the kind of bloke yep. You want to run straight at He'll kill you Yeah for sure um, um, The two locks
0: actually Radley and Big Tino Farsu and Mala'awi. Um <laughs> <how? laughs> i Pretty happy with that yeah. <laughs> Pretty happy with that Just quietly Yeah um, that's good Victor and Big Tino uh, That'll be a good matchup For this one So actually that might be My matchup
1: yep. Yeah I like, I like that That's a good matchup I right, know uh, Oh, and who are you picking? this roosters.
0: Ah, yeah, roosters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panthers, rabbits. Get enough in this one. This is going to be a very good game. This will be a good game. They met only a couple of weeks ago. Yep. two or three weeks ago, and the rabbits came out of the blocks really well, and they were the better team for the first thirty-five minutes of the match. Yep, and then so they were up twelve. Two or something like that um, Panthers scored two tries Really late in the in that first half So it was pretty much level Going into half time Yep. And then came out in the second half And they were just so good They just turn the screws on the teams And just don't give them any ball Like yep. uh, See, Seattle just didn't even have it in their In their half, really They yep. just could never get the ball in their half um, So it was a pretty convincing Dominating performance from Panthers that time around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Rabbits are coming in. They have been really good. Yeah. Um, they've struggled against the Panthers. They've struggled against the Storm. But against every other team, they've shown that they can do it. And, you know, they beat yeah. Roosters by 40 odd only a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, Blake Taff at the fullback position. Yeah. So instead of Latrell Mitchell, like covering Latrell Mitchell, is yeah, that's not obviously ideal. a real weak spot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Look. Um, yeah. Like you look at the side. I, mean, I was actually just looking at the ins and outs for each team. You can tell that the um, the rabbits rested. Adam Reynolds, Alex Johnston, Cam Murray, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Dan Gagai, that other guy, and Tom Burgess. So, yeah.
0: um, and the. Bloody dragon still couldn't beat him last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still couldn't beat him last week. I mean... Yeah, the, big key was, on Kulon, a
1: Basically, the South's thirds versus the Dragons' yeah. thirds. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, I... I didn't... I, when did Cleary come back in? Was that last week or the week before?
0: Probably... We? Nah, probably a month ago, nearly now. Near,
1: oh, three okay, or four so weeks ago, I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. Right, I yeah, I haven't been watching, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> I knew he was out. That's about it. Um, yeah, And so... I kind of had him as my key player. See how he was going, but yep. he's still gonna. He's still still the key for that um that Panthers side. He's such an influential player, and oh. like he's rated up there with Tommy Turbo as one of the best players in the world at the moment. So, um, you've got to give him <laughs> as much respect as you possibly can
0: nah for sure um and you look at this Panthers well you look at both lineups actually and you know we've talked about um in the AFL or like we've mentioned that that sort of bench depth is so important yeah. like having that depth coming into final series is so important having most people healthy yeah um well both these teams are definitely like that You look at yeah. the benches they're both stacked yeah um but you just keep looking that like you know what like Adam Reynolds isn't Nathan Cleary, but Adam Reynolds is a pretty damn like solid halfback. Yeah. Um. Cody Walker's probably just been better than Jerome Luai. Yeah. This like throughout this year, so they line up pretty evenly. Yeah. But it's just when you get to that fullback spot, Dylan Edwards has been really, really solid. He's not not the standout player. He doesn't get all the wraps that no. you might expect. No. Um, but he is a really solid player, and Blake Taff haven't only played. Less than half a dozen games, yeah. Um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of pressure on the young man. I think, as a rabbits man, obviously I am gonna the heart definitely says rabbits, but yeah, the head says it's just pretty hard to go past the Panthers.
1: Yeah, look, I am I am gonna go against Jarman and say the Panthers are gonna are gonna topple over the, the Rabbitos. Um, yeah. I don't think it'll be easy. I think it'll be a good game. Um, I think that rabbits will get out of the gate early, like they did last time um come out sore and, and then just sort of fade before half time and yeah and panthers will capitalize and it'll be hard to beat them from there just clear his
0: game management which is sort of like what i was referring to there before how like his kicking game is so good they just manage to pin them in the corner and then their defense is so good that it just makes like once they get on top it's so hard to come back over the top of the Panthers. So yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I think I think the Panthers will get it done.
1: Yeah. All right, Sunday's game. Oh, I know two players to watch. Two players to watch. Um, so I've got, uh, I've got two players in this game. Um, yeah. First one, obviously Ben Cleary, Nathan Cleary. Yeah. And I yep. really, really like Cam Murray. I think he is an absolute oh, Cam Murray. Cam Murray is. So important. And uh, he's, I think Bandon a little bit, best little bit more athletic, in the game. a little yep. bit uh, more agile than Isaiah Yo. Uh, I think that that could be an area to watch. I think Cam Murray will be yep. a bit destructive through there. Both so, two very good footballers. Oh, though, very, I, that's a really good matchup for me. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. I reckon,
0: that one. I reckon there's matchups across the board though. You look at Big Villiarmi kick out against Keon Kaloma Tangi. That's like two just sort of madmen on the edge there, yeah. really hard ball runners, yeah. really like just such threats on the edge. Um, Api Korosau, the former yeah. Rabideau, and Damien Cook, yeah. like again, those small zippy players, they're probably the two best um, hookers in the comp. Maybe throw Bryn Smith and Harry Green in the conversation, but yeah. I think these two are the two best hookers in the comp. Um, the number seven matchup, but I think the most important one, where it'll be won and lost, is at fullback again. Yeah, it'll be Dylan Edwards, so reliable, gets the job done week in, week out against a young Blake Taff, who's shown that like the kid can play footy. Yeah, but he's still very young and raw, and so I think that's the most important matchup for me.
1: Yeah, i I tend to agree. I um I actually don't know much about Dylan Edwards and Blake <laughs> Taff, so I. <laughs> I can't say. Anything I just said on that, that to sound smart. That's all. I know. I know. I I still think that um, the that that thirteen that prop will uh, be yep. be a really really good matchup for me, and I'm I'm looking forward to that one.
0: Yep. All right. Keep an eye out for the locks. All right. So Sunday then. Sunday, Sunday Arvo. Sunday Arvo. Parramatta Eels and the Newcastle Knights. Two very very mediocre teams. Do we
1: do we dare say it's the it's the um the graveyard slot? Like uh, it is. <laughs> like it you've is. gone. you talking three finals. Three pretty good. I yeah. I know I know. But you've thrown <laughs> the worst game of the four <laughs> on Sunday at four o five. So without oh, <laughs> a doubt. Um. Yeah. Look, I I don't know much about either of these teams. I know Kalen Ponga, uh, Mitchell Pierce. Um, and Tyson Fazell pretty much and then like Mitch Mogus and I know Blake said you Fergo that's about yeah, yep, it. Yep. <laughs> so uh, who Furgo I've seen in an airport and he is oh a yeah, Fur- dude <laughs> with a broken nose Fergo <laughs> yeah. with the S shaped nose <laughs> yeah I was on my way to sunny coast and I was getting some actors, <laughs> and he was getting some next to me I thought oh, I don't know if I'd want to <laughs> mess with you <laughs> big man for a winger
0: I'd break, um, I'd
1: break your nose Pretty easily I think I could look at it And it'd break <laughs> oh,
0: um, Parra's Parra will have at least Six to ten ins from last week According to their ins and out list Yeah, um, looks, looks Which as well. <laughs> um, But It's like Parra actually don't have a bad team Looking over on paper But they've just Really really struggled To put it together Yep um, The last little bit They've Yeah And then I think that the Knights are pretty lucky to be there. They went down to um, Brisbane there in the last round, yeah. probably rested a few, but you're still like Brisbane got over them relatively comfortably. Yeah. However, they've got the two Saifidi brothers, um, Jaden Braley to come back in, Mitch Barnett's and Tyson Frizzell, solid sort of edge um, lock type players. So, look, I don't really know if we need to spend all that much time going over power and nights. to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> no, I,
1: I, I tend to agree. I um, Can we, like, just... is So, Isaiah Papa Lee, is he, yep. like, related to the big fella, the big green machine? Yeah, big Papa. big Papa. Yeah,
0: he would be, but I don't think they're, like, closely related. Yeah, Roger. Because uh, if he's think... anything like him, I'd be scared of yep. that, like... He has been a really good pickup this year. He's probably been the buy of the year. They got him for a um, can of coke and a bag of chips. Yeah, right. From the Warriors in the off season, and he was a real revelation on the edge. Interesting, he's gone back to the bench for this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Make of that what you will. Oh, mate. Look, um,
1: as much as your two players to watch, my two players to watch. I I think uh, that the matchup at the seven, Mitchell <laughs> Moses. <laughs> yeah. And yep. Mitchell Pierce. Uh, and yep. then obviously fullbacks, Gutho and Ponga. So, yeah. Um, I would have to agree with you on that one. Other than that, there's not much going for them. Uh, like Junior <laughs> Paulo uh, and Safedi, that might be all right. Yeah. But they're yeah. just. Well, they were the New South the Wales props. So, yeah. Big boys. A couple so, of big, big boys there. Yeah. So, um, look, I, I mean, I'll watch it. How yep. much attention I'll pay? Probably not much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think the winner of that game will go on to play the loser of Storm and Sea Eagles. So,
1: yep, so that's pretty I cool mean, look, times.
0: Whoever's, whoever's lucky enough to be slightly less shit on Sunday will <laughs> have to go out. Careful. Yeah, we'll yeah. have no chance next week. So, yep.
1: oh, here's again. the wrap of the NRL. To be fair, actually, I was like, Say manly pull it out of their ass and eliminate the storm. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, eels get through. Yeah, that'd be a they game. They did beat the storm. That'd they be a game a couple of weeks ago. That'd be the game that Parramatta would pull out of their ass. Yeah, I reckon you're right. It. It's the kind of you're game right. that they pull out of. It. Knights get through. <laughs> see you later. But eels yep. get through. Fuck. <laughs>
0: You, know. you feel like it's a little bit similar to GWS getting through over Sydney. Yeah, very you similar. You felt like GWS might be able to match up and just get over Sydney, but they were never going to beat Geelong. No, especially, Whereas when, especially Sydney get they, through, <laughs> they got through, especially with Toby and Hogan going yeah, out, no. obviously. But if Sydney were to get through, you were like, oh, Sydney, like, they were going to take some stopping. Yeah. Same kind of thing with Parry. If they manage to get it right, they, they will take some stopping. They're a decent team on paper, but...
1: Imagine It'd just been shit. Imagine the fist that we'd be throwing at each other if Sydney got all the way through in reverse and Port right now in the prelim on Saturday night. We wouldn't be friends. Yeah, no,
0: that would be difficult. <laughs> that would be difficult. But you know what, Parks what? didn't happen, so doesn't matter.
1: Doesn't matter. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'm taking right. I'm taking the Eels. Um, yeah, look, I'm going Eels. Look, I look forward to seeing. Uh, Penrith Roosters in the second round. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I look forward to seeing Manly Parra in the second round. That would really make, make shit interesting. I'd really like it. Yeah. I'd enjoy that. Even if uh, Rabbits yeah. rabbits got through against Roosters, I'd really enjoy that too. So, um, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to watching some NRL this weekend. that will be half interesting.
0: All we don't want is that purple... Versus pink matchup. Yeah, get it out of here. That's all. That's all we need. They can get in the bin.
1: <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> well, someone at the NRL has to be listening to some sort of social media <laughs> and thinking we've got to do something about this. How about we I just play happen. play the Storm in their white jerseys and the <laughs> fucking and the Panthers in their black jerseys. That makes so much sense.
0: Oh, surely. Anyway, surely. moving all on. Right, so I've um I've suggested a title for this episode could be the pre prelims preview. Yep. And to help us with that pre prelims preview of the AFL, obviously, a couple of huge games coming up yep. um, with Melbourne and the Cats and Port and the dogs. But yeah, as I said, got a chat to Matty Flynn during the week, asked him about, I don't know, how life's going, how's lockdown. Um, all that kind of stuff, and were, then who his predictions were for the weekend. So
1: you were very, very um, lucky to do so because uh, I wish that I was there, but uh, he's on a tight <laughs> schedule at the moment. Uh, uh, apparently, he had to yeah, <laughs> he <said> he <laughs> was, jump on at two forty-five, and I wasn't there. I was still at work. <laughs> which uh, you know, yes, you, you win some, you lose some, Tom. But I, I did uh, get to watch it a bit early, so I, I, I got a little sneak peek, and you guys have got a treat for you. Yeah, for
0: sure. A little bit of static in mind, my, my end. It sounds like I'm talking into a calculator, but look, that <laughs> happens. All right, here's Flinny. <laughs> So, pleased to introduce Narangelo's favourite son, GWS Star-Up and Matty Flynn. Welcome to the Holy Grail podcast. Thanks for thanks joining for me, Dory. mate. Um, no, nah, thanks for having me, Dory. Yeah, first things first, how you been going? Um, how are you keeping busy during lockdown, that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, no, nah, I've been all right. Um, a bit like yourself, like you said, in the middle of lockdown at the moment. So, um, I'm lucky here in Sydney, you can still head down the beach for a quick dip and not? but there's a lot of walks and coffees made at the moment. There's yeah. not too much we can really be doing. No. Um, but I am, um, yeah, I'm still able to go see the physios and whatnot for um, shoulder after shoulder surgery. So, nothing's going all right.
0: And the shoulder's tracking all right?
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, seven weeks now. So, starting to get a bit of strength back in it and um, a bit of mobility and whatnot. So, yep. come pre season, I'll be fine to go again. But, yeah, perfect. Um, kind of a bit of a tedious time at yeah. the moment.
0: Um, and you're still able to go into the club and the physios and all that sort of stuff is still there?
2: Yeah, well, we're allowed to, we're allowed to see physios still. So yep. you got, we can go in the club off the back of that. But yep. can't really do too much else in there other than see, see physio and do a little bit of rehab. But yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty chilled out at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Um, obviously, disappointing that the boys went down last week and you weren't able to be there. Um, but you'd have to be proud with how they went this year and, yeah, I feel like you had to overcome a lot of things that like your group had to overcome a lot of things this last couple yeah,
2: of months. Yeah, for sure. It was like For us this year, we didn't have, I guess, a lot of games where they were easy wins or whatever. We had a lot yeah. of grinding wins and yeah. a lot of injuries and um, a few little moments along the along the year and along the season that kind of threw us into a bit of chaos with um, travel and last-minute move yeah, quarantine sure. moves. And obviously, Toby at the back end of the year there with his, um, sanction and whatnot. So we did not yeah. have a lot of, I guess, smooth sailing. But, yeah, super proud of all the boys. And we had so, much, so many of the young boys really show, show their talent this year. And it's exciting for the next couple of years, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Parks and I have been discussing the last couple of weeks of the likes of Connor Iden and Xavier O'Halloran right. didn't play. Um, but, Lockie Ash, these sort of blokes are really coming through and look like they're going to really benefit from getting that AFL exposure through this year.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like Connor and Zay, they're, they're both housemates So like still, They worked so hard over the um, off-season and came back in really good nick and the, they got the fruits of their work in the end with um, some good AFL footy at the end. And like you said, Ashy and even Connor Stone in that last yeah. game picked yeah. three goals. And um, Zach Sproul came out as a, a key forward that started to play some good footy back in there as, uh, as well. So yeah, it's exciting times for, for the club. And I think, um, like you said, it's good to have some, so many young talented players play with a bit of AFL exposure.
0: Yeah, unreal. Um, was it ninety? Uh, one thousand nine hundred and forty-four days on an AFL yeah. list before, um, you made your major debut. Do you mind just telling me a little bit about that? Um, about your journey from Orange Eagles to debuting at Giant Stadium in front of your friends and family that you all had there earlier in the season. Yeah, like you
2: said, it was one thousand and ninety. Uh, one thousand nine hundred and forty-four days, and um. <laughs> I felt when, when Priesty went down in the preseason with that with his injury and yeah. um, whatnot, I kind of thought there might be a little bit of hope. But yeah, it's been a long journey. Like I said, I've kind of been in the academy since I was 15 or whatever it was with um, the Giants, and played a lot of footy back home in Naranja and went through the um, the pathway there, and um, was lucky enough to get picked up in 20 end of 2015. Yeah. Moved up here and lived with Hop, Jay Popper there for um, that first year and a half, and then. Um, yeah, just, I guess, learn off a lot of good rucking along the way. I've had Shane Mumton in front of me, Sam Jacobs, uh, Rory Lobb's been a a good player. So, and then Proustie coming this year who's done a good apprenticeship under Goldstein and Gorn. So, there's a lot of experienced players around me that I've taken a lot from. And I guess the six-year wait for me um, made that round one feel a lot cruisier than, I think, a lot of first-year players coming into play. absolutely. You really have that I guess it wasn't a new environment. It wasn't new plays. wasn't new everything. Was kind of I feel comfortable, I feel at home at Giants now. So yeah, it was very easy. I guess in a sense to slip into it.
0: Absolutely, and it would have been pretty awesome to share that with. I saw you had heaps of family and friends. How many tickets did you have to get to that first game?
2: Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I think <laughs> my sister ended up um, doing the ticketing and whatnot for it. Yeah. But I think we have been at least up to 50 and yeah. had a little function afterwards at um, one of the pubs here and. They all had a great time, but yeah, it was it was special to to see that because I guess a lot of people don't see the work that goes in behind the scenes, and it's, it might be like a, a junior coach or a, a mate's parent that took you to training or something like that. Yep. But there's a lot of people that behind the scenes putting a lot of work that I guess it's just unreal to to share to share the moment with them.
0: Yeah, unreal. Um, and so you talked a little bit about like sort of that AFL experience, but how'd you find sort of the pace of the game? Who are some of those really tough opponents that? I don't know. I guess maybe you could appreciate a bit more up close or that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I think the pace of the game wasn't something that I guess knocked me back too much. It was it was a big step up, and the like the running the the running ability was something else. But for I guess as a ruckman, you're kind of always in and around the contest. So necessarily the pace doesn't didn't really hit me too hard. But like you said, some of the players like Max Corn tear me up in round three and. Um, Sean Darcy gave me a bit of a scrub from around two as well. So I came up with <laughs> some pretty good Ruckman in yeah. my first few games and um was quite interesting. But yeah, Max Gorn was just, he was something else. He's just so big and yeah. can run and can mark and can, can do most things that um, you want from a Ruckman. So he's yeah, probably so the one that I really looked up to.
0: He's not a bad player, is he? Um, and how is he bigger than you as well?
2: Yeah, he's got, I think he's got seven or eight centimetres. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's long too. He's got yeah. long arms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, that's good, mate. Um, so a bit of a long-winded one. But bear with me. So you made your AFL debuts. got to celebrate with friends and family. Um, you were named most valuable giant by the fans in your first game as well. Uh, yeah. You won your first match, strung together a few couple of really good games, helped shape the Giants run to the finals. I'd love to know what the highlight of your year was and why was it being named in Dill Buckley and Goza's List Cloggers Team of the Year as the Rucker <laughs> Over.
2: Mate, that that was the highlight without a doubt. I think I was the inaugural, inaugural member of the um, List Cloggers Team of the Year. So, massive highlight. And I actually, in Melbourne, in the lockdown, um, rocked up to Dill and live List Cloggers podcast yeah. in the middle of Melbourne Central and got a special cameo on that too, which was quite funny. So, that are the two highlights of my year. But, yeah, no, it was... um. Quite funny that I was on that, and there was three or four Ruckman in the side, so it'd be an yeah. interesting center bounce. I don't reckon there'd be um, too, many, too many running clearances and whatnot from that side, but we'll, we'll go right on the hit-downs, I reckon.
0: I think it was you, Tommy Hickey, and big Sammy Draper through the middle, so it'd be an intimidating close midfield, in. that's it's for sure.
2: In, Absolutely. <laughs> um Absolutely.
0: Nah, no, that's unreal. And how long till Dill gives you a call-up and um, you get on the Dill and Friends podcast?
2: Oh, it bet it'd be, it be soon, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I'll better get on the blower and get him moving. He's dragging his heels a little bit. saying <laughs> he feels a little bit. Um rather nah, on the holy grail anyway.
0: Yeah, no, nah, for sure, for sure. You picked the right one, mate. Um, just I won't keep it too long, but just Ooh. a few more things. Um, predictions for the weekend. Who do you reckon? Dees and cats. Got any thoughts or who you reckon might get the win there?
2: I think Dees will get the win. I think um cats have got obviously they experienced and um, they've got some fucking good fo- some major yeah. forwards and yeah. whatnot as well, I so I think yeah. they will um, give them a bit of a shake up. But I think these will get over line in the end. And yeah. I think the other game, I'm,
0: I port feel like dogs, yeah,
2: are going to win. Yeah, um, the dogs are making a, a run for it at the moment, so I reckon that'd be I think would be the match of the round this this round.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm a port man, so I've got my fingers yeah. and toes crossed. So I reckon, I reckon they're fairly good chance. But
2: you port supporter.
0: Yeah, I am. Have been for a long time. So, I'll oh, have been since. From? I think. Um, I really liked the logo when I was. What was it? 2003. Port really good. I like the logo. The big strong man with the yeah. lightning bulb yeah. and whatever. Um, and then they won the flag in 2004. So I thought, oh, how good's this? First year supporting them, win a flag. This is easy. And then they've hardly come close since. So <laughs> Um. You grew up a Essendon supporter, didn't you, mate? Yeah. Is Essendon's it um killer. yeah? Is it ever weird? Like, do you ever still have a bit of a soft spot for them when you see how they go? Or I've um, just well, always,
2: I always off, yeah. I always give a little bit of an eye out for them. I think, yeah. um, I wouldn't, now I think after so long, I yeah, not not sure. so much. I think early days, first year or two is still quite quite weird. Yeah. Um, and I have not played Essendon. I was looking forward to playing them this year, actually, to be honest, yeah. but um, I haven't played them yet, so. That might be bizarre and I will play against them, I think, as well, just because, <laughs> like I said, there's still just something like growing up supporting them. Yeah, but um yeah. from when I grew up starting to support them, there's not many players left, I guess. That yeah, for sure. Really feel there. They're like Zaharak has moved on now and curly is still around, but a lot of yeah. the players have moved on. So it's kind of a, a different team to what I grew up supporting.
0: Yeah, for sure. A um, couple more. Twilight grand final time has been announced. What are your thoughts on that? Your day, twilight, night. What do you reckon, your preferred one? I
2: mean, you'd love to get there for a start, wouldn't you? But, yeah. Um, um, if I was playing, I wouldn't I wouldn't really mind. No, nah, nah. um, I think I don't mind the, the five o'clock game for us. So three yeah. o'clock per time, five o'clock here. Yeah. 7.15, I'm not too sure, especially with lockdowns at the moment. Yeah. um I think if we weren't in lockdown, it might be different. You could have a bit of a house party and yeah, carry on a bit. But with lockdowns, it's a little bit different. So I'm not – can't say I'm the biggest fan of it, but – Going forward, when we can actually get around each other and yeah. have a bit of a drink, it might be a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Um, any word from Leon if he's going to let you boys have a mad Monday once the restrictions lift? Or have the boys had a few beers over in Perth? No. Were they open? Well, there's,
2: or? there's a few boys um, still in like, – so the boys got to quarantine until Friday over in Perth.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so there's a few boys in quarantine that have had a few beers and had a few face-ons from them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other not know. I think they had a few beers in the hotel after the game. But yep. last two years, Mad Munda hasn't really been a thing. So going to be to see what happens on lockdowns lift.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon you're well and with you for a couple of beers after oh. whatever it is, 70 or 80 days away from home or whatever. So. Um, what are you most looking forward to next year? Um, just, yeah, yeah, in general.
2: I think from a, a playing perspective, I think as we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of youth coming through that
0: yeah.
2: um, is going to be exciting. I just went for a walk around the boys then and we were actually listing off the boys that had come through and the same names were popping up and yeah. um, it's going to be exciting. I think competition for spots is going to be hot so I think yeah. um, in, a, in a playing perspective it's that and then from a life perspective I'm just looking forward to getting back to the pub and getting to a few yeah. cafes and Absolutely. enjoying life again really.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah well thanks very much for your time Matty. Um Good luck uh, for next year great. and Hope the shoulder and all that uh, heals up and yeah, good luck for next year and all that sort of stuff, mate. Thanks very much for joining us. All right, we're back. Thanks very much. To uh, Maddie Flynn again I'll say it for the 18th time um, Yeah Absolute pleasure Having him um, And yeah Awesome to Get some new Perspectives And bring a new Voice to the Podcast too Because We get a bit Sick of our own um, Yeah Yeah we
1: do I, I definitely get Sick of having A <laughs> Voice in my head
0: <laughs> And also That gave us A little break To go get a beer So all refilled All ready to go And ready to Absolutely roll in To the AFL. God, I am excited for this (laughs) weekend.
1: Tell you what, I'm just looking at this and just like, how lucky are we to be able to experience, like there's not very often that like an AFL season is this like evenly poised. Yeah. Like there's literally out of the top four teams here, there is not a single team that stands out as the team that's going to win it. Um. That performance by Western Bulldogs last week makes you think, uh, it's not going to be so easy for Port to get in here. I know, I uh, keep wanting to try Oval and ride them tough, off. But, <laughs> but it's it's bloody tough. Uh, and then the mutual ground over at Optus Stadium, that could play a little bit of a role in uh, the whoever gets through between Port and Western Bulldogs, I've just noticed, because they're going to be playing at, at uh, Adelaide Oval yep. and then have them to travel over to Perth. Uh, Whereas a game at Perth for between Melbourne and Geelong, whoever plays there, will be back-to-back games there at the stadium. That could play a little bit of a role, but I don't know if it's been confirmed or not. But I was thinking
0: that there was an extra, that there was going to be a week's break next week. Am I wrong in saying that? I actually don't know that. When is the um? When is it actually like the grand final scheduled? Do some. Probably should have done this research before. I yeah, don't actually know now. if it
1: has been. Uh, the date is the twenty fourth of September, which will mean you are right. Yeah, a yeah. So, so for uh,
0: so if it is Melbourne or Port, you know who or say Melbourne and Port get through, they're going to yep. be they should be two pretty fresh teams in pretty good nick, having yep. you know. They got the work in, they got to play first round of finals, they won, then they get their whatever it is, 12, 13-day break, 14-day break, and then they play, and then they'll get another 12, 13, 14-day break. Um, I quite like the way that this has been structured. Do you like the pre-finals buy, or do you like how that's been scrapped?
1: Uh, Look... I think that it. I think it's good that it's been scrapped yep. the pre-finals buy, and I like the idea that we have a buy between the grand final for the, these finals and the grand final. Yeah. Um, personally, I think that it allows for, you know, that, that it takes that travel factor out of it. You know, the yeah uh, yeah they'll, win, so they'll true. get this win on Saturday night, yeah, and then they'll you know have a day or two off recovering. Yeah, have a training session. And then they'll get on a plane fly over and spend a week there prior to, um, the grand final itself. Yeah. I think that's a really, really important thing. So, yeah. um, however, I'm not a massive fan. Speaking of grand final, I'm not a massive fan of the Twilight game. That was, um, yeah,
0: that was something that I was going to quiz to you. So Twilight, yeah. what are your
1: sort of thoughts? Not a great fan of it. No, no, I'm, a. I suppose I'm just like a bit of a traditionalist being, yep. you know, of all 22 years of me, um, <laughs> I'm a bit of a traditionalist in that, you know, a grand final's always been played during the day. Yep. Uh, you go and watch the grand final and um, it's, it's the day of the grand final. I don't, I don't know. I just like the high, whole idea that it gets played during the day. And day footy just seems to be um, in that sort of atmosphere. So electric. I love it. Yeah, um, that might just be the fact that it's the grand final, but you know, the night game just doesn't seem like the grand final when you're watching it. They um, there's all it this seems talk like another from, prelim.
0: There's all this talk from, you know, Damien Barrett and the likes that is that his name, Damo? That flog who wears the yeah. glasses. Um Yeah, he is a flog. He like there's all this chat from those sort of people who reckon that it's such a great spectacle. The night game is such a great spectacle. I am with you and I disagree. I really like the day grand final It's obviously yeah. going to be a little bit It has to be a bit different this time around Because it's over at Optus Stadium With that time Like you know WA or what Two hours behind us But yeah. Maddie Flynn Like Flynn he made a great point When I was talking to him He said that He reckons it'd be ideal If it was say that 5.40 Starting time yeah. um, Over in the west Like that twilight game Oh wait yeah. No No if it was a th- 2.30 uh, starting game over in the west and so yep, it was sort of like a 4.30 5 o'clock 5:00 starting here over the over on the east like that's yep. just perfect timing for a grand final you're not yep. waiting around the whole time you're not like you know if you obviously lockdown's gonna make things like limit parties but if you were having a few beers and having a bit of a party and whatever waiting mm. around till 7 o'clock is a long time it's grand final oh, day feel, you yeah. wake up at eight o'clock, you're keen, you put your footy colors on if your team's playing, you crack a beer at brekkie, like, you get yep. really hyped up. You've got to wait all day before your team actually plays. Um,
1: Dory, you'd be passed out by the time I'd, you crack the beer. Absolutely. At absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say the ball up the first Mate, minutes. Oh, far out with all the nerves
0: too. I'll be, I'll be oh. in all sorts when Port get through. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> um <laughs> But I reckon, yeah, it's just sort of – like, I thought that was a good point. That sort of – and yep. then you still get the quality of the day game. I think we've talked about yep. that, that footy during the day is the best quality. It's not greasy or wet or that kind of thing. Um, yep. So you get sort of the best of both worlds. It is a twilight two,
1: game. Yeah, remember too when, um, when, you know, back when we were allowed to do stuff. Thanks, yep. Gladys. I think I kind of um, remember. This was a long time ago. Uh it, it was AFL Grand Final Saturday day, yep. leading into the NRL Grand Final Sunday night. Yep. And and that used to be the weekend you just like book that weekend in, and I'm just drinking from Saturday yep. morning, watching the Grand Final, yep. having a good night Saturday night, recovering Sunday morning. Yep. Getting through the day, start drinking again. Yep. Sunday night, hundred percent. And it was, and it was kind of just that that whole. Weekend was set to that. Yeah, I think that leaving the grand final to a night time is a. It's taking away from the not so much taking away from the NRL, but we're copying the NRL.
0: Yeah. I like the
1: idea that the AFL grand finals played during the day on a Saturday yep. and the NRL is played during the night on Sunday. Yeah, that's that's my ideal because you know NRL is played majority like the majority of the time is played at night. Yeah, yeah. So is AFL, but grand finals always been a day thing why change that and let's be honest no. if you're like say i know this is last year we're talking but say if you're
0: the Tigers, um and you win your flag it's like it's ten thirty before you've cracked a beer open you've had to stay awake like i'm sure you just won a flag you'd be hyped like it shouldn't be any worries but yeah. wouldn't you prefer to win your flag at five thirty, crack a beer at 6 and then drink all through the night, and then head out with Dusty at you know one o'clock, rather than yeah. going all right ten thirty. I've finally been able to crack a beer and relax for a little bit. Then yep. you've got and you're and you're buggered by then. Oh <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like it's just so late. So yeah. Um. Yep. Anyway, this will be it'll be interesting to see because it is a twilight game in the west. Yep. So it'll be interesting yep. to see what that spectacle sort of looks like when you get a little bit of day, a little bit of night. Um, Have we heard anything about capacity for the granny? I think it's gonna be full capacity. And I think yeah, right. tickets are on sale on Friday or something like that. So I, I yeah. love
1: how Google hasn't updated the it's like people also ask where is the AFL grand final twenty twenty <laughs> Melbourne cricket ground? No, mate, it isn't Melbourne. Unless, in case you haven't heard, Dan has basically condemned you if you're not getting the vaccine today. He said you're getting locked out of everything if you don't get the vaccine. So, uh, good luck to anyone down there. That's uh, that's grim city to me. Uh, I tell you, understand what, what he's coming from, but
0: <laughs> I tell you what, bit easier to just get a jab and be able to go have a beer at the at the pub with my mates than
1: yeah. Well, we've got I a date on that to be too. Which, oh. Imagine if the AFL just went, nah, stuff it. We're gonna postpone the AFL grand final till the 18th of October when people can watch it at the pub. Whoa. well, <laughs> that'd be a spectacle. <laughs> in saying
0: that, in saying that, Yurana comes out of lockdown tomorrow, so the Riverine is out of lockdown as of tomorrow. So yeah, well, fuck you. I know. Sorry, miss. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right, mate. Look, <laughs> but, um, I'll, I'll um, I'm I'll watch it you. on
1: my couch. Yeah. I'll get pissed by myself. I'll be fine. <laughs> hey, Kate That'll can come over
0: well. and Kate can come over and see you. She's. An well, I think partner. Wags might be here, so oh, yeah, nice. I might
1: nice. be able to give him a high five, a socially distanced high five. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, it'll be all right, mate. Well, I'll just watch the replay at, um, with my twenty vaccinated friends <laughs> at an outdoor gathering. Uh, it'll be good. I like it. So, do not mind. Uh, let's get into it. I reckon. Let's get into it. So uh, Melbourne along. These cats,
0: yeah. 7.50. Optus yeah. um, Stadium.
1: Optus Stadium Friday night. So uh, teams basically, the only real change is there's not many for either team. Michael Hibbard's come in yep. uh, with Joel Smith going out injured. Yep. Uh, and James Jordan's come in as the medical sub. Did I he drop to the medical sub? I think sub? he's been the medical sub the last few weeks. I could be wrong. Oh, I thought Michael Hibbard was the medical sub. But know I might be wrong there. Um, but and then Brandon Parfitt, obviously coming out as injured. Uh, I think and they're going to go with who's yeah. the um, who was the medical sub has been named as emergency. So I think they're oh, going with. I'm pretty sure um, Zach Guthrie's in. I think yep, it's it. I young Zach Guthrie. Yeah, he's been named at interchange there. So um,
0: good on him. One one of the hard luck stories, to an extent, is Jaden Hunt, um, Melbourne speedster. He has missed out. So he's been out a little while. I'm not sure exactly yep. how long, but he's recovering from ankle surgery, it says. Um, so he's been oh, out yep. a little while, but apparently he's 100% right to go. But they've backed, they've backed um, the first year player, Jake Bowie, I think, or Bowie. Um, oh, yep. He has played, he played about the last three games of the season, got a rising star nomination in about his second game, and yep. now could be on track to, Play in a grand final in about his fifth or sixth game of AFL, so that's a pretty good game. He has just come there. from the clouds, and <laughs> it's just—I mean, footy's a cruel and just like weird game when you think about the fact that um, this Joel Bowie could play in a grand final within I don't know a do- half a dozen games or however many. Poor yeah. old uh, Nathan Jones has been a stalwart at the club for 300 games and <laughs> I think he's likely to miss out, even if um, Melbourne do win. I think his partner. He's partner's named, named an emergency here yeah. now. I, and think I think that he'd he, be lucky to jump in there. I think his partner's like pretty much due to pop with twins in the next oh, like shit. very soon. So there's a chance that he might have to leave the hub and go back to be with his partner as well, which would mean, obviously, he would miss... Um, playing in the grand final. So, he's yeah. a cruel surely, mistress sometimes. Surely be but named as part of the team. <laughs> you'd
1: hope so. You'd hope so. But, yeah, it's that's um,
0: there's yeah. there's something for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, another one that, um, back when he got uh, traded, were he traded there or signed there? I think it was signed. Um, Jake Melksham. Yeah. Melchim, Melchim. Yep. When he went back, when he went there from Essendon, yep. there was a lot of chat about him being a good picker for Melbourne. Yeah. Dude can barely scrape a game at the moment. So um, he seems to have been the emergency for 95% of the season, which yep. sucks for him. Um, Mate, and but, I'm
0: telling you, I'm telling you, you can tell a lot about these teams. The reason that these teams are still in the finals now and are good at the moment yeah. is you look at their emergencies. So yeah. Nate Jones, Jakey Melchum, that James Jordan's played a really played really well all year. Um yeah. But he's missing out, and then even for the Cats, Luke Dowhouse Simpson, I think yeah. they've got some wraps on him. I don't know too much about him, but Shawnee Higgins Shaun as Higgins. well is yep. missing out. So look, I yeah. Anyway, that was my hot take a couple of weeks ago,
1: but I still reckon I still reckon it holds up. Yep, yep, I agree. Um, I'm, I, yeah. So I'm going to back the, the the days here. I yeah, really would demand to agree see it get through. Yeah. Um, I think that yeah. Any, whoever wins out of Port and Western Bulldogs um, against Melbourne will be an absolute cracker of a grand final. Yep. Uh, this will be a good game. I think that Melbourne will be too good for them. They're, they're strong enough defensively to unwind uh, the the Cats forward line. Yep. Um, and I think that they're just a little bit taller around the ground, midfield-wise, um, and like, Maxi Gorn, if he's on, he's just unstoppable. Yep. Uh, Reese Stanley, don't get me wrong, bloody good player, and we'll, we'll serve them well in the ruck, but just isn't just not of the caliber of Max Gorn, <laughs> nah, honestly. And um, Flinny,
0: Flinny talked about how damn good Maxi Gorn is. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And how, That's first Yeah, He yeah. So, knows firsthand um, how good he is, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, look, uh, my key players uh, for Geelong that really need to fire if, if they're going to even come close to me. Uh, firstly, Tom Hawkins, yep. uh, he kicked five last week against GWS. Had a good game. Uh, as much as I don't like the bloke, he's he's a, he <laughs> a superstar for forward. He's yep. he's top three forward in the league, uh, and has been has for been for a the decade, last at least. Yeah, exactly. So um, he's a big one for me. And if you know if Stephen May can do a job on him, then they shut down that forward line pretty easily. I think. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Cameron's been. Riddled with injuries, the poor fella can't get can't seem to shake things. He kind of comes on for 15 minutes and has to go off because he's just got some other niggle. Uh, Gary Rowan's the same, gets hit and gets hurt. Um, and then Grind Myers can't kick to save his life, so (laughs) um, bless you, bless you. (laughs) Um, but the other key for them who absolutely stood out like dogs balls last week, uh, in his return was Zach Toohey, yeah, Um, absolutely he is an absolute weapon of a player he's def- he's easily him and Cam Guthrie would be fighting it out for my favourite player from Geelong they're absolute weapons those blokes and um yeah he's just unbelievable he's run off halfback he's providing where they were lost against um Port was just they had no run they're just kind of like kicking to contest kicking down the line they'd switch it but they were too slow at it Zach Tui just breaks the game open all the time yep. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how he impacts the game out of the, out of the back line. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to sound like, you know, a Fox footy
0: expert because I'm far from it, but I just heard <laughs> like on the couch or some something that they said something along these lines. So Melbourne essentially play really gross, yuck looking footy. They, yep. I think they're in the top three for like turnovers or clangers or something like that. Like they yep. do, they make a lot of mistakes in their gameplay. Yep. Geelong, on the other hand, are like they don't make any. They they make the least amount of mistakes in the comp. But yep. when they started talking about how finals, you know, the intensity, the pace of the game, all just goes up a notch. That Geelong yep. perfect style of footy is really really hard to play. Whereas Melbourne's yep. just sort of like crazy, just get it forward, whack it forward. Similar to like similar in a way to how we've seen Richmond like win their three flags in four years. Like, just playing yeah, exactly gross, right. just get it forward. And, you know, Jack Riewoldt would whack it over his head, that kind of gear. Yep. Um, Melbourne have taken a slightly similar kind of a pl- approach, um, just play that little bit of crazy ball. And yep. that seemed to be working really well for them. Um, it so tends, to,
1: tends to work when your you're three midfielders are Petrarca, Oliver and Brayshaw. Absolutely. That tends yeah. to happen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and then...
0: For me, I know this is a broad statement to say, but it'll be, I think the Geelong forward line actually matches up pretty well on the Melbourne defense. So, like so much Melbourne's game is built around May, Lever, Petty and Rivers taking intercept marks. Yeah, exactly. Geelong have a lot of get out kicks. So, Asava Radagalea is a bit of a big dum-dum at times, but. Brings yep. the ball to ground. Cameron does the same. Rowan yep. rarely gets out marked unless Elyra Lee is making him look like a twelve year old, like yep. just school kid. Um, yep. and Tommy Hawkins as well. So yep. they've got long dump get out kicks. And it's gonna be really hard for Melbourne to get that good intercept footy going off yep. sort of like through that back line. So yep. it'd be interesting yep. to see how they go with that.
1: Well, we talked about it last I think it was last time we, we spoke, we talked about that whole idea that, you know, uh, at Frio, Matty Tabernard, he's a good forward, but just not that bailout kick. Like, he's got to be taking grabs out in front kind of thing. That's something that um, Geelong have a lot of is, you know, Radaglia, Hawkins, they can all just have that ball sat on their head and you know yeah, where 100%. the ball's going. It's going down at their feet. The same yeah. with Port. Port throws it straight in front of Dixon and then you that frees up Marshall, George Fantasia, yep. Motlop, all to get around there, yep. lead off other ways. It's it's such a dangerous thing, and we I've mentioned it to a couple of the boys. Like if Freo can get someone like like a Radaglia, who's just this big, dumb, but like a target that's a presence. Yeah. Yep. all of a sudden isn't getting matched up with the best defender, yep. and is taking three or four grabs in front of goals yep. per game rather yep. than one. And it's a contested mark. So... Well, it's like... Know, it's, it's just the it's same the as Cameron. Idea.
0: Yeah, as Cameron has been a better player. I mean, he was really, really good for a long time at GWS, but he did it yep. a lot on his own. He's... Like, his best footy has been better at the Cats with the likes yeah, of Horgan, Hawkins and Rowan to take a bit of heat yep. off him. Like, it makes sense, obviously.
1: Well, let's um, be honest. I mean, the the best defender in that um, Melbourne side is Stephen May. Yep. He's not going to be going to Jeremy Cameron, is he? No. Nah. So... I'd l- I think that you'll see Jake Lever probably um, go towards Gary Rowan. Yep. Yeah, I would um, think so,
0: and then still try and sort of float off and take those intercept marks. But it'll be yep, interesting. To I
1: think see. that. I, I don't. I, yeah. I suppose um, it'll be it'll be a good matchup to watch. I think that matchup between Lever and uh, Rowan will be good because I yep. think Gary Rowan does that really well, where he plays his own game. and gets open a lot. There's a lot of times where he takes mark, uncontested marks yeah. Um, but Jake Lever will do the same on the other way <laughs> so yep. um, yeah I'm looking forward to this game I'd really love to see Melbourne pump the cats though yeah same <laughs> same um, just,
0: a, <laughs> just, just a quick one the midfield yep. battle so we'll say Petrarca Viney Oliver Brayshaw, and maybe like James Harms versus yep. the likes of um, Selwood Danger Meningola and um, Duncan and Cam Guthrie. Who are you? Yep. Who are you backing in those? Like in the in the engine room, out of the middle.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at it from face value, Melbourne shits all over the Geelong Cats mm-hmm. uh, midfield. But, I mean, yep. Selwood, great great player, has been an absolute staple for the Geelong Cats, but he's just not there anymore. No. Um, he doesn't win that ball. As well, and you and we spoke. We spoke about it. We condemned him last week, but he, he started to play that almost like that twos brand old man footy, where he's not going to be first of the ball. So instead, he's going you know. <laughs> to try and, and so. someone. <laughs> so that sounds a lot like me. Um, <laughs> and so you know, like you're comparing that to Clayton Oliver and Brayshaw, this young, just the energetic players, players of the competition, really. Yeah, you look at you, Melbourne just takes the cake by an yep. absolute country mile there. However, blokes like Cam Guthrie who just contested ball always at the contest has an engine that just never stops. Yeah, um, you know you look to him, him and Dan- Danger is the key for me for Geelong. If, if Danger can get a, like get over this hand injury yep. and pull something out, look out. You have They're to think be good. It,
0: you have to think that Danger has to fire. For Geelong
1: to be a chance—is
0: that that fair to say? Do
1: you think? Yeah, I definitely agree, hundred percent. You know, you can't you can't be relying on Selwood anymore. Cam Guthrie will do his thing, you know he will. Um, And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I wonder if they'll um they'll end up throwing you know the likes of Zach Tui in into the middle even sometimes just to break break up that that play and just kind of slow it down. Look at Look to break lines, yeah, um, and then and then also trying to spread the ball a little bit there. They might do that. Um, Isaac Smith also has been very quiet to the to the back end of this year. Played yep. very defensively, but hasn't really been hitting his mark as much. He's yep. an older player, um, but yeah, just it, I look at the matchups around the ground. There's not many places where Melbourne don't win one on one. So yep. I'm going with Melbourne fairly days, comfortably. Days for me too. Um, yep. So that will, you would have to think,
0: oh, fuck, I'm hoping, set up a Port Adelaide <laughs> and Melbourne grand final. So they've got to get yeah, over I the dogs so, first. Yeah. Um, Adelaide Oval, Saturday night. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on this one, Parks?
1: I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's going to be an absolute, <laughs> as I said before. I'm fucking up. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you would be. All right, look, Tom... If I'm going to be completely honest, you've got to look at Port's team and just have faith. They're such a – everywhere around the ground, they just got so much youth and just yeah, run sure. everywhere. And uh, it's the same with Western Bulldogs. They're the same, but defensively just nowhere near as good as Port Adelaide. Um, um, Alex know, Keith. I, oh, sorry. Keep going. So I don't see anyone stopping a Lear Lear from Western Bulldogs. Like no one will be able to run with him at all. Yeah. And I think that he'll just absolutely run a mark in that back line. Um, isn't
0: it? Isn't it a weird old world that we're literally saying that the centre half back is like the bulldogs f- have got no forwards to run with him? Yeah. Isn't it just strange that that's like the, one of the main conversations coming into this game? It's not. Yeah. It's not Bontempelli verse Wines. It's no. Alir versus verse who's going to stop him. Is Josh Shackie going to be able to go to him and make him earn his marks at least? I don't know. No,
1: not at all. Especially like on that half forward line, you've got Aaron Norton who creates a contest, but apart from that, you've Vandermeer and Chalor, like those boys are swapping through gut through the guts. Yeah. Um, and and Lear just literally babysit them. Um, you know, if you're throwing Aaron Norton to tag earlier, where's your forward presence? Yeah. You've got yep. no Cody Waitman anymore either. So Tim English is your is your go to man or Josh Shackey. Yeah. it's just not there, you know. So you've as a as a from a Western Bulldogs perspective, you've just got to be playing smart footy out of the midfield and the pace that they play at doesn't often allow for that, if you know what yep. I mean. Yeah. Like often the pace can be too much, and you are kind of kicking and hoping, and just getting yeah. in there yeah. trying to trap it in. Yeah. And which is yeah, sort of exactly what us.
0: exactly what Port kind of want. They just like that yeah. dump, just quick kick in. Yeah. And you know Trent McKenzie and Tommy Jonas just wrestle their players, and Aliria just
1: floats in from the side. Yeah. Um, Darcy burn Burn Jones at his yeah. feet the whole night. Yeah. I, I yeah. Look, to be honest, mate. I. The more I think about it, the more I think Port Adelaide's going to absolutely run amok on these boys.
0: Um, Port um, going unchanged. Mitch Georgiades yep. hasn't got up with his hamstring. He played in the sand full last week, but apparently yep. hamstring didn't recover all that well. I think that I, – I don't know how major this hamstring is. I think Port were just really reluctant to make any changes to that team that yep. played so well against Geelong a couple of weeks ago. Um. Yeah. So Sam Powell Pepper will, I would imagine, start as the medical sub. Um, yep. Missing. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty well it as expected. Fr- I would have thought. that's that we were Just
1: talking about yep. there. Hey. Yeah. Because Sam Powell Pe- Pepper is a very, very, very good player. Yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed watching him play this year. Yeah. And well, it's only been the last few games that he's kind of just seen seen the outer. Mm. Um. Especially as you know. Um. Fantasias come back in as well, yeah, um so you know it frees another up. one will gray as well, yeah. another one who's not even in the emergency
0: list, Hamish Hartlett, who has been one of Port's best players for over a decade, yeah. isn't yeah. even on the emergency list. um yeah, he played in the that. sample game last week, so they've got that depth they can cover um yeah. they can cover a lot of players, but they need to win this week to. Make that mean anything um, For the yep. dogs Alex Keith Is out Which is a huge out That is a massive I out I think he might have Pinged a hamstring Or a calf Or something like that yep. Yeah hamstring yep. So He hasn't got up um, Zane Cordy Comes back in Little bit yep. of a big Dum-dum <laughs> I don't know He's tall He's got some
1: size He's like solid But Would you say He'll go to He'll go to Dixon uh, I would have or thought Or do you think so. Gardner
0: I don't know. I don't really know who guards. I don't. I don't know how, <laughs> how they usually match up the bulldogs
1: uh, um, down back because I know like that's something that um, I really think makes and breaks Port's forward line. You know they've got all these keys in in like the Smalls in Connor Rosey yep. Gray. Toddie Marshall can take a grab, but he needs to be isolated one on one with a player. Um, yep. Can't be. He doesn't take contested marks very well. And then you have got Carl Amon, Zach Butters on, on the half odd flanks. Yep. Good run, but they're yep. small. You've you've got to be making sure that Charlie Dixon takes one of their big defenders away, and yep. and he's got to be on. He's got to be like taking grabs up the ground, moving. Yep. And if he's doing that, look out because he's yep. it, it's he's on. And when he's on, he's a bloody good player. But he only turns it on, you know every five games yeah so yeah um, well, we yeah, had a discussion about this with a couple of the boys yeah. Charlie Dixon is like not quite the caliber of a player to call top key forward like he's he'll turn up a game and be like oh, fuck this bloke's top 5 but then he'll turn it off for three games in a row and you're just like where, where does it go you know um yeah
0: no 100% 100% um it is. He is such a key because, as mm. you say, all those smalls are so reliant on the ball to come to ground. Um, yeah. I imagine Cordy will probably go to him. Uh, the Cody Waitman's out, so Jason Johansson yep. will. He was the medical sub last week, so that's yep. pretty much a like for like. He'll play on the half forward
1: flank. Yeah. Did, um, did you see the hit? I didn't. I, I haven't actually seen it, no. Yeah, so it was like off the ball. It was, I'm pretty sure it was Marcus Adams, I reckon. Um, I saw yeah, the headline it for it. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, um oh, can't even think of his name now. Um, Harris yeah, Andrews. I thought it was, no, nah, it was. Yeah. Uh, pretty Lockie sure Whitfield. it was big Marcus Lockie, Adams. Yep. Oh, I thought it was Lockie Whitfield come in and kind of just put a little block on. Didn't really mean much, but as just Cody Waitman not looking where he's going and just. Smacked straight into his shoulder. Yeah. Um. Nothing in it. Like it was literally just, you know, line of the ball. He wasn't yeah. watching where he was going. Yeah. Um. But that is a big one for him, and I think he was like in a bit of strife too. So, you know, if Western Bulldogs make it through, he'll be he'll be thereabouts. They'll push him through, I reckon. But yeah, it'll be one of those ones that during the season you probably don't risk. Well, it's that twelve day mandatory.
0: Um, they can't train for 12 days Yeah, once once it's a confirmed concussion. That's those new concussion protocols brought in the last year or two. Um, yep. So, yeah, I actually missed the incident, but he was always going to be pushing shit up. He would be able to play. So they've ruled him out. Um, and they've rolled the dice on Stefan Martin, who I think we might have called for a couple of weeks ago back against Essendon. He yep. was there or thereabouts. But he hasn't played since about round 6 So yeah. Steph yep. Martin Really good player But he's old And he's coming back from a serious Injury layoff um, yep. But they've opted to go with him They've been using Lewis Young Who I thought was more of a key back But they've been using him as a bit of a makeshift forward yep. um, But
1: Steph Martin Comes in so Yeah he's starting in, in the ruck So yep. t- Tim English will Star yep. forward as well yep. it'd be interesting to see where they go with that whether they throw stephen forward for a break or whether yep. they take him off and and go small forward i think um well, i reckon he'd just come off personally but i think that you'd be silly to keep playing him consistently yep. Yep. especially the injury layoff that he's had not yep. to mention the fact that he will be like be going up against some pretty big boys in, in scott lysett and uh, occasionally, does Peter Laddams play? Yeah, yeah, occasionally? Pete Laddams. Yeah. So they're a bit of a—they're pretty much a tag team in the ruck. So yep.
0: I think that's why Bevo's just pulled the trigger on him and gone, oh, fuck, we need him in." Like yep. Lewis Young has been okay and he's done all right, considering yep. he gives away a lot of size and weight in the yep. ruck. But I think just against Lysette and Laddams, who are two genuine ruckmen, Laddams can—they oh, can both go forward a bit. Laddham's yep. Probably the better At playing That forward And he can be that Sort of long down the line Bring the ball to ground as well Give Dixon a chop out Yeah yep. um, But I think they Looked at that And went If we're playing a You know Makeshift Ruckman Against these two That's going to be really difficult So Yeah
1: Yeah Well I, uh, my th- I've got three key players For yep. this game Um, You can kind of include Charlie Dixon in there But um, first one, most obvious one, and we spoke about him before. earlier, is yeah. he is key for Port Adelaide. If he's on, takes a few innocent marks, Bulldogs can kiss it goodbye in the first quarter. Yeah, um, that's my opinion. I, I think that he is just such a an outstanding back backman. He knows how to play the game. He's had an, an absolute ripping year, as as illustrated in his All Australian selection. Yeah. Um, from coming from Sydney, where he was being dropped occasionally because he just wasn't living up to what he could. That's incredible. Do. Isn't it? It's ridiculous. Hey, and just <laughs> a bit, a bit more of a system where he, yeah. he can flourish like, you know, with the likes of Dane Ramy and, and Jake Lloyd, he doesn't really get much around the ball. Yeah. This is his, he's isolated to being that intercept marker and he's really taken to it. Well, so, yeah, um, for sure. Alira Lee is my first one. Uh, Fantasia had yeah. an absolute ripping game against yeah. Geelong first round. He'll be really, really good around around the body of Charlie Dixon. Yeah. Uh, and my last cool. one, pending his knee, uh, Bontz. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, I was. If he, exactly knee, if he can get past this knee, if he can get past this knee, that's going to be hard for Port to stop in the midfield. So yep. they've got to be able to stop him. They can stop him, and Jack McRae as well. Jack McRae had he had forty four touches or some shit last week. Yep. You know, he does week I in him, week out. I had him in my multi, and I was I was passed it by. I think it wasn't even half time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, dude can you know, rack up touches. Jump, um, doesn't he? But and they're not just like they're not just Tom Mitchell type at the back of the pack handball, handle He gets handball. a lot of kicks, he, doesn't he? He gets a lot of run yeah. like handball off, handball receive, kick. He does yeah. that a lot. So, um, I think if you looked at his his disposal efficiency, it wouldn't be yep. that crash hot, but yep. gets a lot of them. Um your My case. key player for oh, I'd probably say
0: I've got two. Like we've talked about, Dixon, Leo, Lee. Obviously, I think yeah. Robbie Gray. Robbie Gray has yeah. been a very good player for a very long time, but times ticking for Robbie, and yep. it's about his turn to really stand up. Like, like the game that um, Orazio had last game as a small forward. You're not gonna, you can't do that all the time. But no. if Orazio chips in Kicks a couple And Robbie really Stands up Kicks three or four um, yep. I reckon Yeah Look out for Robbie Gray The other one This will Just to make me sound Like a bit of a nerd Willem Drew Little redhead um, Tackling machine Who's just been Ports Rover The whole year um, Yeah I had no idea Who he was at the start of the year it Was like Why are they picking this bloke Ahead of Tom Rockliffe They did They stuck with him And he yep. Is currently I think leading the comp for tackles He is just an in and under Like just tackling machine Works so hard So I think he Like against this gun Bulldogs midfield That we know like we hear so much about We know that they are so good Whether he goes to McRae Or Libba Or whether he goes to Bont And just tries to Like run him ragged Bury them yeah Yeah bury him Whack him Um, Daisy Pierce was Talking to Savo And saying that She wanted, like, not to sound too, like, crazy or whatever or too negative, but she would be... If she was Ken Hinckley, she'd be sending Willem Drew to the Bont and just terrorising him all day, making life hell for him. Yeah, Um, Yeah, definitely. So I reckon he is a really important cog to Port as well. And if that Port midfield, like, they got smashed in the midfield in the clearances last game against Geelong, and clearly yep. still played amazingly. So if they can get it done, then I think Port will be too good. Even if they can break even through the middle.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, so, yeah, I'm picking Port. Yeah, uh, I think that they're just too good defensively. Yep. Um, and, you know, they, if Bulldogs can break it open for a little bit, I think it'll only be a matter of time before they turn it around. Port just slowed the de- game down. They'll play it on their tempo and at Adelaide Oval... It's a scary prospect for Western Bulldogs, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going Port. I know you're going Port, so that's not just a silly absolutely thing you can say. absolutely. I thought Tom that before pair. we finish. Uh, I'd just do. I'd ret- bring the return of Parks pay packet. Yeah. Just to. Uh, I love it. We'll finish off. On, we'll wrap up on Parks pay packet. And I, I've just I've just gone simple multi yep. uh, the winners that I think that are going to go through in the AFL and RL. So uh, I've got Melbourne and Port. Obviously, for AFL, then I, I'm going... This is my wild card for the week. I'm going manly. Yep. What a manly And They're 310. Ooh, so juicy, they, juicy. They're a little juicy, yep. juicy bouncer up. Um, and then roosters, panthers, eels. So okay. uh, that'll get you a grand total of $14.15 for your... For your bang for your buck. Yep. Um, so I think that that's worth it. Uh, you can throw the storm in. I'm not sure... Let me just change... Manly to the storm, uh, and it goes down to six twenty four. So, <laughs> so that's a big that's a big kick in the dick. Back turbo, but, um, back, turbo. back turbo. He'll get it I done. I reckon. Back turbo. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure. I hope that um, everyone enjoys the the little treat with having Maddie Flynn uh, join us on the show. This been it was actually a really really good one to watch. I I don't didn't get to be there, but um, I got to watch. the the live stream and I I know that you're going to be putting up some little snippets on Instagram possibly
0: yeah I am keep an eye out keep an eye out there'll be a few few tags and that sort of shit getting around too so
1: yeah perfect look forward to it yeah and also on that if you do get all the way through you'll you might hear him that uh oh no it's it's cut out that's a secret (laughs) Uh, I forgot that uh there could be some potential extras along with this interview uh, Matty Flynn might hook us up with a couple, so yeah. Uh, yeah share that firstly, shout out to Matt Flynn. I really appreciate. It. We really appreciate you coming on the show. I know Dory uh, got onto you a couple of times and he said it a few times, but um, yeah, it's really, really, really good and really exciting to have that come onto the show. And uh, thank you to everyone for listening in too. It's a, it's been good, and we're we're trying to be a little bit more consistent at the moment, which you know. It could work, might not yeah, work. Look, we'll might as well have go. Might, well, might as well have a go. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I was talking to my brother and he reckons <laughs> he hasn't even had trouble hadn't even had time to listen to the one that we released, released on Monday. He's like, What are you releasing another one for? Oh mate, well, just gotta be consistent. Just
0: gotta keep the content coming.
1: <laughs> keep the content <laughs> coming. Nah, nah, that's awesome. It's been good. I will speak to you all soon. Always good a pleasure to you, never man. a chore, pops. Always. See, see mate. you boy.